Welcome to Estrepreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurs and leaders doing business and life God's way. Each week, we discuss biblical and practical tips to improve your mind, business, spirit, relationships, and finances. Listen along as I speak with special guests on how to thrive in all aspects of life. Hi, I'm Edna. Like many of you, I wear many hats. I'm a military wife, mother, author, certified John Maxwell business and executive coach, trainer, and founder of Favor and Wealth, where we help the good guys win. So tune in as we bring on the light. Well, hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Estrepreneur Podcast, where I highlight men and women of God doing business and life God's way. Today is no exception. We have another woman of God that is doing great and mighty things in the marketplace, and she focuses on helping women become healthier, stronger, and more confident so that they can live, now get this, guys, fully, freely, and fearlessly. Let me say that again. Fully, freely, and fearlessly. So I'm excited to hear about the wisdom nugget she's going to be sharing, she's going to about her testimony, her journey, her background, and just some awesome things. So without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce Miss Franny Fault. Um, tell us a little bit about Franny, about yourself, your family, or your base, and, and what you specialize in. Sure. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love the concept of the entrepreneur. I think it's just such a wonderful idea. And especially since we celebrated Purim a couple of weeks ago, yes. I think it's so awesome. So, um, so thank you for having me. So a little bit about me. So I was born and raised in Western Pennsylvania, and then I moved to Florida upon graduation. And then I boomeranged up to Cleveland and I'm here now, but I actually live in Florida. So in 2017, I moved to Florida, but I travel a ton. I am single. I'm 45 years old. I have never been married and I have no children, which is anomaly. Um, especially I talked to some Christian women who are like, I'm 27 and not married. Will it ever happen? I'm like, sister friend, let me just tell you, you just sit tight. God's got plans. Pardon me. So with that being said, yeah, I moved then, as I mentioned, you know, down to Florida in 2017. And then I just travel a lot because God has blessed me with lots of resources in terms yeah. of family and friends to stay with. Um, and that that's currently where I am there. If you want me to dive into my testimony, I can't remember if that was part of the intro. Yeah, or no, not. just tell us a little bit. Of, well, tell us a little bit about your business. Like who do you work with um, and what type of services you offer and things like that. And we'll go into your testimony in a bit. Sure. Well, and my testimony is directly linked to my business. And so okay, I think, well, then why don't we start with your testimony then? And then we'll talk about your business. Sure. Yeah. So I was, like I mentioned, born and raised in Western Pennsylvania, and my dad was very physically and emotionally abusive as a young girl. And as many children, you know, who are abused, they have a control mechanism. Sometimes it is, you know, lashing out or acting out at school. Sometimes, you know, kids pick their eyebrows, they pull their hair out. There's lots of different ways. There's biting, you know. So my way of controlling my environment, since I couldn't control the people in my environment, was to eat. So by the time I was a ninth grade student in high school, I was 210 pounds. By the time I graduated college, I was over 300. So as I mentioned earlier, when I moved to Florida in 1997, it was the first time, first of all, I was outside of an ecosystem. You know, I was 21 years old and had moved there for a job. And I was outside of the realm of having, you know, people who are my age, right? You go to grade school, high school, college, you're with your peer group. 
And I was like, where am I going to find people to hang out with? Where am I going to connect with people? So I thought, well, maybe the gym. And, you know, being from Western Pennsylvania, it's cold much of the year. And I thought, you know, you can cover up very easily. Hence, you know, my clothing today. Now I moved to Florida and all of a sudden I'm wearing a swimming suit and tank tops. And I was, (laughs) I was very visibly, you know, uncomfortable at this point because for most of my life, Edna, I had tried to cover up. And with that being said, it wasn't physically covering up, but I would try to hide and mask mm-hmm. my weight with my bigger than life and larger than life personality, mm-hmm. which is actually the opposite of a lot of people who actually are abused as children. Right. Usually you use weight as an insulator. And I was like big and vivacious and effervescent because I wanted people to remember me. Oh, that funny girl, that fun, you know, that fun right. person that, you know, all of the things that I wanted people to remember me by. So as I mentioned, I moved to Florida and I went to the gym and at the end of my workout, it was my first day, you know, opening training and the trainer called me in and he leaned across the table and I had no goals. I mean, my goal was to never have to come back there again, really. And he leans across the office desk and says, you know, if you, he weighed me in and he had done my measurements. And he said, if you gain one pound every month for the next five years, you were going to be closer to 400 than 300. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) because all of a sudden I was thinking of myself and I projected, it was such a visual for me that I envisioned myself being 26 years old with a large mumu on, which I don't even know if your audience knows what that is. Yeah, like yeah, one of those really exactly. large dresses. I'm from Hawaii, yeah. so I know exactly where that you is. You totally yeah. know. <laughs> I envisioned that and I envisioned like sitting there eating ice cream and like having cats all on me and I don't like cats. So I was like, oh my gosh. So that was it. That was like my cold turkey moment. So, um, and, you know, and I tell that, that story for anyone who's listening to this story as well, you know, think about your own one vice. It might not be food for you. Maybe it's drinking or maybe it's spending too much. Like if you were to have that one extra thing for the next five years, like envision yourself if you want to make a change. So I then started the weight loss and I lost 70 pounds pretty quickly. I stopped drinking and I literally cut my portions in half and that was it. Like I tell people it was simple, but not easy. So then I really started like diving into the word because I wasn't going out drinking <laughs> and I had been born and raised grade school, Catholic high school, college, everything yeah. was Catholic school. And so I knew the Lord, but I didn't have a relationship with him. Right. And so at that point, you know, and I always tell the clients that I work with, you know, willpower is always going to fail you, but God's power never will. And so once I hit that plateau, I was like, I need to do something. And, you know, some people will say, oh, you know, take a stimulant you do all these, there's all these metabolism boosters and all these fun ways of doing it. And really, and for me, it was like literally just diving into the word. And I thought, you know what, not by my strength, but by your spirit, by my spirit, because it tells us in Zechariah four, six, we can't do this on our own, right? If you think about any type of addiction, drugs, alcohol, food, no matter what it is, you know, you have to surrender and say, I'm going to leave this at the cross. And so it's been about 130 pounds pre-COVID. And so when we think about that, you know, I then have been able to maintain that since I was about 22, 23-ish. So now, you know, just like it tells us in Romans 8, 28, that, you know, everything will be used for good. I felt the Lord called me in about 2013 and gave me this vision of what I was going to do with it. Well, it took me two years to muster the courage, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I love helping women find confidence, but you know, it took me two years to find the courage and to be able to confidently step out. I was a teacher and then an administrator in a school. And so in 2015, I left my very secure job again, not being married or with children yeah. or anything. I was able to do that. 
And so I left my uh, job and then it did not go very well, but that was because of moral failure on my part. And we can circle back to that here in a bit. And then um, I went back into teaching because I did not succeed the way I had hoped, which if you're a first-time business owner, for any of you who are listening, you know, many first-time businesses don't fail, but most second-time businesses do succeed. Mm -hmm. So it has to take a lot of fortitude. And really, I didn't surrender my business to the Lord. And so anyway, so then uh, in last year, right in February, right before COVID, I lost my job and I was working for another company. I wasn't out of school any longer. And I was a project manager and lost my job. And I thought, what now, what am I going to do? And so that's when I moved forward and relaunched my business and have been doing that since. And I absolutely love what I'm doing. And I know that this is exactly what God has called me to. That's amazing. And so do you offer like, like, what, what are your services? Do you do in-person um, workshop? Do you do virtual? Is it like speaking engagement, one-on-one coaching? Like what, what type of, uh, of services do you offer? All of those. So you, like you just said, I love the live element. I absolutely love being live with people. I'm a very much a, you know, relationship person. Yeah. I love hugging and loving up on people with COVID. That's definitely shifted things, but I do lead women's retreats. I'm actually planning one. So there'll be one next fall, actually in Melbourne, Florida. It will be what? in November. I know. I might have to check it it out. (laughs) Yes, it will be in November. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I'll be actually doing one in Cleveland area in September. So I try to use, you know, try to the areas where I know people in the areas where I'm very familiar with the the area and the location. So I'll be going to each each of those. And then I'll do something similar in this spring where I usually do something in February and then March. Most people are really itching in the North to get somewhere warm by then. Yeah. So I'll replicate that and do that. So yeah, I do that. And then I also do one-on-one coaching with people. So we just hop on a zoom call. So it could be anywhere. I've had clients as, you know, as far as the UK and as far as, you know, as far as Hawaii. Yeah. Um, so just work around the time zone there. And then I also lead, you know, different challenges. I have a Facebook group mm-hmm. and I do different things there. I have a membership group with that as well. And so those are different ways in which I can try to meet people where their needs are. So if somebody says, oh, I can only commit, you know, $150 right now to my health, you know, we try to find something that will, you know, meet them where they are. Yeah. And what's your Facebook group called? It's called Free and Favored because we want to live in freedom and we are already God's girls. So we are favored. Yeah. Free and Favored. So guys, just look her up on Facebook. She has a Facebook, you know, join her group. I'm actually part of it as well. So very excited. Um, to see what she's doing and she's teaching us um, in her um, in her social media. Now tell us what would you say your biggest challenge was that you faced, you know, branching out to entrepreneurship and how did you overcome it? So when I first started, as I mentioned in 2015, I had no clue how to use any of the online platforms. I really wasn't sure of sales funnels and tripwires and I didn't know anything about that, especially having been in education. It's not like I was in advertising or marketing or communications and then pivoted to something that was more aligned. I mean, I was in education, I was teaching English, you know, and then I was an administrator. So it was very, very different. You know, I was doing diversity rules and, you know, lots of different things there. So that was, I think the biggest challenge for me. And so the number one thing I will tell any of your audience who is listening is invest in yourself. Like that was the first and foremost thing that I did was I started going to workshops. I started going to, you know, a variety of different trainings and I started learning the tools and the systems to be able to help get me up and running. Right. Right. And it's knowledge is power. People don't, people perish because of lack of knowledge. And when you 
you don't have it, go seek it. And it's, it's, it's there out there. You just got to look for it mm-hmm. and be willing to invest in it because yeah. nothing worth having usually um, is free. A lot of love that you have to, yeah, there's sure. a price, whether if it's time, it doesn't have to be money. It could be time, you know, um, sacrificing one thing for another, or, you know, it could be money, it could be all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff, but definitely mm-hmm. um, you have to be willing to pay the price. Um, so tell us, a little bit about your journey, you know, in your walk with God, like, how did you come to know Jesus? Like, was, what was your, what's your story? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I had been born and raised, I'm culturally Catholic because yeah. my family is from Italy. My mom is, I'm the first generation. So my wow. mom is from a little small town in Italy. And so, you know, I was raised by my grandmother, yeah. very much a matriarchal family. So I always knew who God was. I always knew who Jesus was, but it was definitely much more of a fear-based. It was much more of, mm-hmm. you know, a sin-based environment that I grew right. up. And if you don't do this, then it's very conditional. So as I mentioned though earlier that I had always known God, I'd done retreats, you know, I went to a Catholic school. So I was very involved in, you know, our youth group and things like that through high school. And then when I left high school and college, then, you know, when I was in college, I was extremely, as I mentioned, you know, kind of that my early years, the way that it just advanced with me, you know, my eating disorder, really, I mean, I was a binge eater and then that just advanced with me. So really that just matured into um, drinking excessively, a lot of promiscuity. So it Mm -hmm. just, I was always looking to fill that void with something. And sadly, Edna, like I'll tell you that even though I knew Jesus, I actually was engaged when I was 26. That's what boomeranged me back up here North to Cleveland. I was engaged to a guy here Mm-hmm. And he was a great guy, but I was just not healed. I was not healed nor mm-hmm. whole. So therefore hurting people hurt people. That's right. So we broke up when I was 26 and it was actually, oddly enough, I had not known who Joel Osteen was not growing up in that denomination. And I was yeah. cooking that one morning before I was leaving to go home for a Christmas break. And he was on the TV and I listened to his message and literally broke down and, you know, tears crying on the bathroom or excuse me, in the kitchen mm-hmm. floor. Yeah. And literally like a puddle. And he just said at the end, you know, if you want to give your life to Jesus, and then he said, get involved in a good Bible-based church. So that was really kind of what led me at that point. That was the precipice. But as I mentioned, when I was 21, 22, I knew that God was after me, just like, you know, with Adam and Eve, he comes and he searches for them. And so he had found me in some of my dark days too, when I was making that transition with my weight loss. So I had started a relation with him, but I really didn't, I shouldn't say that I started studying but I didn't enter really into a relationship until I was right. like 26 or 27. So just really honestly, Edna, in the last few years is really where the God has healed my heart. Yeah. Um, and I have, when I moved to Melbourne mm-hmm. in 2017, he literally removed me from family, friends, anything that I had known. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew no one there and I gotten a job and that is where, just like it tells us in Hosea two fourteen, I will call her into the desert and there I will make yeah. her my wife. So I say very similar. I think you have this on your website or your Facebook page, but you know, your, your Christ bride, you know, ultimately that's my, so even though I'm not married to somebody here on earth, like I am, you know, married to Jesus. Yeah. And a lot of times I think, you know, people forget that, like, you know, sometimes we look at the natural, like, well, you know, I wish I had a husband because I've gone through a divorce. I don't have time to go to testimony, but, um, and and I'm married again, but during that time of, you know, healing, because I didn't want to jump into another thing, even though I, you know, there was people available. I was like, no, I, I, I just want Jesus. And you go through that 
what I call, you know, consecration period and healing where the Lord really heals your heart. He shows me all the things that I, my personal things that I've done contributed, you know, and things like that. And I truly learned to embrace that word bride of Christ and what that truly means. Mm -hmm. And that you really do have a husband who cares for you, who loves you, and you don't feel like anything's missing. Like it's, it's very fulfilling. And it's all of a sudden the, the, it just comes out of nowhere. You know, I wasn't expecting like to get married. Like, you know, I was fine. I was like, I'd rather be happy and single than with someone and miserable. Like, you know, I'm just like, I'm not that desperate. No, thank you. You know, I I love my life. I'm traveling. I'm enjoying my business. I'm like, no, I'm I'm good. No, thank you. You know, but, um, you know, but I think that's, that's, that's important in this. And I know there's a lot of single men and women who maybe listen to this, who are, you know, feeling somewhat, you know, and not, not to say that have, desiring to have a husband and wife is a bad thing. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, the Bible says it's not good for a man to be alone, but being content with whatever season you're in and, and utilize that season where you are single to, you know, do more things for God and live your dreams and know yourself more and take advantage of that. And obviously you're doing that now. Are you, what are you looking for? And let me just ask you that. is there you know it is are are you looking to you know are you dating someone right now are you is there a specific like what 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 are you looking for in my criteria yeah you know it's interesting because I had I had really kind of sworn off dating and as you had mentioned in terms of you know you were single and happy really from 30 to 40 I stopped just dating I was like not doing it yeah and I because my heart was kind of like under lockdown I had been engaged as I mentioned and then I was almost on my way to an engagement the second time before I was 30 Mm -hmm. and so I was just like you know what I need time to heal and I need to get this figured out and so you know I love the expression that I instead of looking for the one I decided I was going to become the one so I lived overseas I lived internationally I was in Italy I was in Paris for the summer I was gone you know I was all over the place and I traveled a ton I was in Costa Rica so I did things. I was on a crew team, like all the things that I hadn't done because of my weight for all those years, I literally watched life happen from the sidelines. So I was like, I'm going to live it up. I got certified to teach aerobics. I did a half marathon every year. So when it, when you ask me like, what am I looking for? You know, it's shifted and it's changed, especially now that I'm older, but I used to say, Oh, I want a good Christian man. Well, let me just tell you, sweet sister. And I know that your audience right now, male or female listening you can say Christian. And it's like, some people just think it's wearing a cross around your neck. Well, no. So what I have like redefined that as, because it, it, it runs the gamut. Somebody says, Oh, I'm Christian. I'm like, well, so I always ask this, this is a question. I always ask people. So what do you do on Sunday? Like, what's your typical Sunday? Like, because that tells me if they're going to church, spending time mm-hmm. in the word, if they're just like, Oh, I wake up and I go boating. Yeah. So that really helps me kind of like narrow it. But so I really say now I'm looking for a godly man. I'm looking for a man who will put God first above all else. And then just like the word tells us, he will then put me next, you know, mm-hmm. because we, we're here to serve and then vice versa, right? I will do just as it tells us to do, to submit. Yeah. I do believe, even though I'm very much for being a very empowered female, I very much believe in a traditional, you know, as biblical relationship yeah. and marriage. Yes. And so that I think has been difficult because a lot of my friends, even Christian friends, you know, almost look down upon that as, mm-hmm. oh, wow, really? You would want that? And I'm like, of course I do. That's exactly what the Bible tells us. And we as a society and culture don't do that anymore. And look where we are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I that's really ultimately God fearing, 
um, you know, I'm not discretionary. I love a person who loves adventure, who loves trying new things. And, you know, I'm very active. I do lots of things. Who loves traveling? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm a water person. I love anything that's water related. So those are, those are a few. So if there's anyone listening, (laughs) no, just kidding. (laughs) No, but there are, that's the thing. So that's so good. And I, and I love that because my, my ex-husband was so-called Christian, you know, and all that stuff, but you know, it's more than just a label, you know, it's a lifestyle and it's their character and who they are. And anyone can call themselves Christians nowadays, but, you know, and it, just because also they call themselves a believer and yeah, maybe they have a relationship with the Lord. They also mm-hmm. have to be in line with where God is taking you. Mm-hmm. So if your vision and mission and his vision and mission are completely the opposite, like there's, you know, God, you have to complement each other. And, right. and I do have to say, it's funny because like when you, like with me, when I didn't want to date. Like my pastor's wife told me to go on match. I met my husband online, believe it or not. It was on match.com. So we're one of those couples. Yeah. And I remember I was like, I told my very first day, I told him all my baggage. I told him everything. I went through abuse. I know all the times I was raped, all kinds of stuff. She just blasted out on the first day. He was just like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, who are you? (laughs) And I'm just sitting there and and I really didn't think it was going to call me next because I'm like, you know, I wanted to scare him away because I'm like, look, I'm done with this. I was like, I don't even want a day. I'm only doing this because God's telling me that I need to put myself out there. And, and I did. And I, and I, and, but, you know, like I said, my guard was like completely, I was like, I don't care. I was like, I'm fine with Jesus. Like, I don't need a man kind of thing. Right. And mind you, oh man, um, he called me again. And I remember it's like, what are you crazy why would you call me and he told me he said the holy spirit told me he just was just trying to scare you off and and it's just amazing how god works that when it's really your time when when it's your season you know he'll bring that person along and so you just Mm -hmm. no don't um you know it doesn't matter and i'm in my i'm in actually my late 30s and you know like i said i have a one and a half year old so we started late too and it's just like okay you know He's in his forties and we're, you know, we're, he's never been married. You know, I've been, it's, you don't, and I have to say this, and I think this is important, you know, don't settle. Mm. I think that's another thing too, because a lot of times, even believers, we tend to settle, especially if you have a past or maybe you came from a broken marriage or whatever, like ask God for his best and he will give you God's best. Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's just an amazing to me to hear people's love stories. And I know that, um, Franny, I truly believe that this is your season. Um, I, I, I just feel in my spirit. I have a a gifting that I really think that it's not, it's going to be sooner than later. So I'm hoping that'd be cool though. If the podcast is the reason why you met. (laughs) I know it's better than match.com. I have to pay you a service fee. (laughs) No, but you know, and, and for you guys out there, don't be so spiritual about it. You know, put yourself out there, you know, online dating. Yeah. I was totally against it and it's not a bad thing, but anyway, we'll get back really quickly. One, I will pause and just say, I will stand in agreement with you that it will be sooner than later. That's, that's the first right, thing. That's right, and then yeah. actually I put, you know, I took myself off. I was just kind of doing some like online dating apps and I was yeah. just like, Oh, well, I'll just kind of play. And because I'm traveling, I'm like, Oh, to see, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was on, you know, several of them and I had two people independent of one another prophesy over me one January 7th and one January 11th. And they both said, he will pursue you. You won't have to pursue him. That's right. 
And I was like, done deleting because a lot of these apps now, honestly, Edna, they have the girl pursuing the guy or they have the girl admitting the guy and allowing the guy. And I'm like, nope, it's on him. You know, he'll come find me. And and I have, I have totally surrendered that if it never happens, I'm still committed to Jesus. That's right. And then, but that's the thing too, like it's God's way too. And it's in the scripture, you know, the the Bible says that, you know, Adam saw Eve, God brought Eve, but Adam saw her. He saw her. Exactly. He didn't see him. He saw her. Right. And so let's just, sometimes we got to go back to the basics guys and read scriptures. And I understand the whole feminism, all this kind of stuff. I think I'm I'm a believer in old, you know, like, even like husband taking, you know, being the person responsible for the household and be the head mm-hmm. of the household and mm-hmm. you know even taking care of the finances and all that stuff i think those are all essential and it's nothing bad you know about that um so tell us if you could share one wisdom nugget to struggling entrepreneurs right now or um the, or even so i want to two so struggling individuals with their weight and number two struggling entrepreneurs sure. what would that be um, yeah, what would that be wisdom nugget? So the first thing is if someone is struggling with their weight or trying to get their health back on track, yeah. it doesn't even have to be that a weight under or over. It could just be trying to get themselves in better health or to get sure. off medicine or whatever is that do not allow yourself to condemn yourself mm. because that is the number one thing that we do, right? Is we self-sabotage and we're like, yeah. oh, screw it. I blew it today. So I must have just blow it for the whole week. And we wait until Monday and it's already, it's only Tuesday afternoon, right? And we a whole week to start again. And so that is the first thing we know that there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus right. Christ. That's right. So do not condemn yourself. Just go ahead and say to yourself, you know what? That was not, that was not the choice that I want to make that promotes the goal that I want to achieve. And yeah. so therefore I'm going to go ahead and Lord, you know, you repent. God, forgive me for doing that. I know that was not the goal that I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, my thing is Edna is that I feel like it is not only just in terms of like calling on God to help you with this, but I feel like the enemy is after our health. That's because right. if we think about it, we are the most over-medicated, we yeah. are the most overweight, we are the Preach. most financially bankrupt, you know, society ever to have lived ever. So look at what's going into our foods. Look at how many fast food mm-hmm. restaurants there are. I mean, just look at all of these things. And so my vision and mission, when I think about Romans 12, one, it says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. He doesn't say, go ahead and crawl up on the altar, which is what they did in the old Testament. You are the living sacrifice. That's you right. have to stop hitting snooze at, you know, 6am when your alarm goes yeah. off, you have to be the one who's going to say, you know what, I'm going to cook that food and eat that salad or whatever, you know, the chicken that I have at yeah. home versus going through the drive through So I just want to say that because I feel like so often because it's not like a drug or an alcohol, you know, addiction, mm-hmm. it's food. We need it. We negate it. Yes, and so right. I just want to remind, you know, whomever that is, who's listening today, there is no condemnation. Like if you are overweight by any means, I'm still considered yeah. obese on a doctor's scale. Okay. Like at 171 pounds, but muscle and, you know, fat hey, weight is yeah. place. So with that being said, no condemnation for someone who is on, you know, their health journey. And I always don't, I don't focus on the weight loss journey. I just focus on your overall health. Yeah. You don't always have to lose weight. Sometimes I want to displace the weight. I want to remove the fat and replace it with muscle. That's right. So then the second thing is for the entrepreneur, you know, the little wisdom, you know, little nugget that I can share with you, honestly, is to get involved in community, you Mm -hmm. know, be around other like-minded entrepreneurs. I think it's hugely powerful. I set out in January and I said, I'm not working with anyone this year who is not a Christian coach, who does not have a, you know, a similar vision or value system Um, because I've worked with so many who are in this space, who are snake oil salesmen and Mm. try this and try this and try this and this hashtag hack. And I was like, you know what? 
minimize, right? That's right. Pray about it, pray about your business and like really just keeping it simple. So I think it's, and you know, really know what your goals are. And really, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur who is doing it God's way, I would encourage you to find other coaches, you know, uh, Christian coaches who are doing the things you're doing. I think it's great because we're keeping the money in the kingdom, right? It's a revolving door. It's not our money anyways. It's God's anyways. So I would much rather give my money to another kingdom entrepreneur to coach me who my coach is, you know, I'd much rather coach with someone who is going to, you know, support the kingdom and grow the kingdom with her own team. So I can do it with mine. Absolutely. Those are great, great, great um, tips for, for those of you guys who are listening. Now, if you, if you were to say, if you were to look back, like, what would you say that one thing that you did that, that changed the growth trajectory of your business or even your, your um, path to, you know, your wellness and, and, and becoming healthy and where you are right now? What would you, what would you say that is? It actually is the same for both. And we've already touched on this point today and it's such a great point, but investing, investing time, energy, resources, you know, in the beginning I had to invest more money in buying healthier food. I invested in a gym membership. I invested in a trainer, you know, right away. I didn't do the trainer because I with, like I said, within three months, I was able to lose weight very quickly because of just some small changes. Um, and then the second thing was, as I just mentioned, you know, I invested all those years Unfortunately, they were all a lot of detours, you know, and kind of you turned me back around. But as I mentioned, you know, in January, I started working with a Christian coach and it has been all of his weight in gold. You know, it, it was a huge investment. I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be almost five figures. And I was like, ah, but you know what? Every single penny of it has been worth it already. So yeah. I definitely feel like that is the one thing. One is it shows God too. Like you care about yourself. You're worthy of yourself That's and you serious. care enough about your business and wanting to help build the kingdom through this. And so I'm going to go ahead and invest in somebody else. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think that's, that's really important because I mean, if you just, a lot of times, you know, it's about stewardship, right? Stewarding your resources and being able to be like, okay, maybe I could get rid of this so I could invest in this. Because a lot of times there is, you have access, if God's telling you to do something, usually your resources right there, you have access to it. You just don't see it because maybe you're blinded and you don't have discernment, but the Lord is, the Lord will provide, you know, if it's something that you need and it's going to help you obtain your assignment or pursue the assignment that God is giving you, or he will take care of everything. A lot of times you're right. It has come, it comes with mentorship. It comes mm-hmm. with people training you, coaching you and helping you, you know, along the way. And I, I remember I had my first coach at 19 years old and I was, everyone thought I was crazy. I took out a loan for $5,000, you know, a career coach. And it was like, I was working with, um, uh, he, she was an executive coach and she coached a lot of CEOs and executives. And I would be the youngest with my backpack and all these, you know, um, middle-aged white males yeah. around me. And I was the only Asian minority and the youngest. And they were giving me tips, you know, because I was yes. just sitting there in this mastermind group, with all these people mm-hmm. and that catapulted me to where I am today. But, you know, learning, you know, the, to, that, you know, what I have to say this, that the value of a dollar is diminishing every minute. So why not take, you know, that dollar and invest in something that's going to bear fruit, that's going to have a good, huge return on investment. For sure. So for sure. definitely do that. Now, if people are interested in connecting with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? And do you have any specials going on right now that you could share with those who are listening that, um, that, that uh, if they want to um, work with you? 
Sure. So first and foremost, connecting with me, I'm on all social platforms, Shine with Franny on Instagram and on Facebook. And then on LinkedIn, I'm Franny Folta, same as Clubhouse. I don't know if any of your listeners are Clubhousers or not. And then of course, email, you know, but you can just, I would recommend you connect with me through one of the social platforms yeah. and then we can DM that way. Um, and then in terms of any type of programs or anything that I have going on currently, I'll be starting in mid April, actually the first week of April, pardon me, right after Easter, yeah. we'll be starting a membership group. It's a, it's a small, it's actually a small coaching group yeah. and it is for people who want to literally give their first fruits to the Lord in the form of their, literally their prayer time, as well as their exercise. So I have a little four part program that we do yeah. and it really tries to help people create a habit of getting up early, right? When we know Jesus, that was the first thing that he did got up early in the morning, yes. he prayed, he went and removed himself and he prayed. And then I believe that, you know, nobody wants your time at five 30 in the morning or six 30 in the morning where people at five 30 or six 30 at night, everybody wants your time. So if we do our exercise in the morning, it stimulates brain activity, it gets mm -hmm. your metabolism up. There's so many benefits of it. So we do a early morning prayer session. It's all group related. And then we of course dive into the, uh, the exercise portion. So they're just 45 minute sessions. So that will be coming up in April, but if you come over to free and favorite, as we mentioned earlier, yeah. all the details will be there. And then they'll also be on my website, which is, which is pardon me, shinewithbrandy.com. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I'll be putting all of that as well in the description. Uh, next to the episode details. So um, if you could just take the next few minutes to just pray for, you know, our audience and just, um, and whatever God puts in your heart, and then um, we'll, we'll go ahead and end our episode. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the men and the women that are listening to the yeah. show today. And Lord, we just stand in agreement, Lord, that you are king and that we are just honoring you and we just want to serve you with our everything lord with our health with our business with our finances with all the talents and giftings yeah. we know lord that it tells us in your word that you have given us special gifts and we know that you have shaped us uniquely and individually it tells us in ephesians 2 10 that we are your masterpieces yeah. lord. so i just ask that whatever those talents are that you have gifted and entrusted to us that we steward them that we use them to serve and build the kingdom and to yeah. make heaven crowded that is what our highest hope in our prayer is and lord we can do that through having a healthy body that yeah. here you have given us these temporary tents we know that we will have a new version of ourselves and an upgraded version of our bodies in heaven but for here lord we ask so we can commit our health into your hands yeah. so every person who's listening at the sound of our voice right now yeah. lord i just ask that you bless them you place a special hedge of protection over them and lord that you will just continue to show your favor and shine your light upon them in yeah. jesus name we pray amen amen well amen. guys i know you guys were blessed by her testimony and the things that she has shared to help you uh improve your pretty much um health wealth all kinds of stuff that she talked about and even how to prepare yourself for your mr right or mrs <laughs> right um so very excited to have you um franny and just you know for those of you guys who are um tuning in again thank you guys for your support thank you for continuously um sending me messages and just you know giving me love and being patient with me as you guys know i am in the last trimester of my second pregnancy and it hasn't been easy but god's grace has helped me and so um definitely appreciate you all love you all so much tune in again for another episode of the estrogener podcast until then you guys keep shining we'll talk to you guys soon thanks thank you 
Thanks for joining us this week on Estrepreneur. Make sure to visit our website, favorandwealth.com, for more information on our services. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. Also, check out my book, The Ugly Side of Sales, available on Amazon, where I share seven of my secrets on how to win and grow business the right way. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.